What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this another edition of the Dell and Keith Show. I'm Derek Kernahan, and as always, I'm joined by my very good friend Keith Anderson. Keith, how are you doing tonight, mate? You alright? I'm alright, mate. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad, mate. Not bad. Glad to be back discussing all things Rangers with you. I think that's the thing that we seem to do, mate. Is we, you know, we seem to talk when everything's crap, and then when it's a wee bit more rosy, we end up going away on holiday each and. Not been able to talk about it, but um, so I, this is our first first one back for a um, for a couple of weeks, mate. Obviously, you were away on holiday, then um, I was away last week as well. So, hi, it's good to be back talking talking to you, mate. Aye, aye, like you say, we we're always a bit when it's gone crap, and then it's taking a wee turn, and we've not been able to do it. But we're here yeah. now, and hopefully, it's we're just at the start of a wee turn, and it's going to keep getting better and better. But we'll we'll talk about some of that. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, unless you've been living under a rock, you know, obviously Rangers have appointed Philip Clement as a new manager. Breaking um, news, and... everybody. <laughs> 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 um, so obviously, you know, we've been, you know, looking at obviously had the um, the game at the weekend, which was, very, you know, was a pretty impressive way to start. You know, they looked a bit, looked a bit more hunger in the team as well, played a bit differently, a bit more tempo um, in there. And then they had... Um, Night's game as well, which was a big challenge, you know, going away going away over a, a Prague basically without a left sided um a, a, you know, a left back pretty much. So it was a difficult one due to um some reason that Michael Beale will only know inside his head why he didn't select another left back in the European squad. Um <laughs> so I uh, we went over there without a left back, mate. So first of all, just sort of obviously with you know everybody knows about Obviously, come on and stuff like that. But what do you make of the the start? Obviously, Saturday's result, and then you know, looking at um, tonight as well. Um, I I mean, like you said, Saturday was a it was a good performance. Um, I, I think we we were helped probably a wee bit by Hibs, who yeah. I, I don't know if it's if it's their new manager or if they felt you know we were we were there for the taking. Um, you know, we were we were weaker or whatever, but. You know they they played a bit more attacking than you would expect for most away teams at Ibrox, and I guess teams will look at that and go, right, let's not do that because we, we we picked them apart. But no, it was a good performance. I think we've seen signs of of stuff that all of us as fans have been moaning about for a while. You know, it, it was good to see, as you say, a bit more front foot. A lot of people were trying to go forward, and it was a bit more uh, tempo and urgency and. Uh, a bit of less fear as well. You felt a lot of the time people were just turning back and go with a safe pass rather than try something and get booed. Um, we were certainly trying things and, you know, we, it, proof was in the pudding, wasn't it? It was a convincing 4-0 win. That's pretty good going. So I definitely take that. Early days, but, you know, you, you don't want to extrapolate out and assume it's going to be like that every week or anything like that. There are different yeah. challenges ahead. But it, it was it as good a start as you could hope for, you know. Um I think seeing a bit of identity and a comfortable win, so I was happy with that. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I was happy. I think you make it, you know, like that sense of identity, which is something that we've been missing pretty much all season. Um, you know, just a sort of style of play. You know, everything like that that, that we haven't we haven't had under under Bealing. I think it's you know, I think I've said this a lot when me and you have been discussing it and on the podcast as well. Like I was a big. Advocate of Beal, I thought he would. Have, I was hoping he would have turned out to be a good signing, but how wrong yeah, a good manager? But how wrong was I? But it shows you the, you know, when you see the squad that he's he's inherited, that Clement's inherited, it's just such a mess that he's 
he's created at the club, and I think it's going to take us. It's going to take us a number of years to try probably to fix that as well because no one's really going to want to sign. The all due respect, no one's going to want to take a Dessers or a Lammers when you can see what they're producing every week, are they? Nah, if these guys are in three, four year deals, it's going to be a struggle, man. Um, there, there is a the, the squad's in is in a pretty bad shape for sure. I mean, even you look at you look at the night you go to the bench and you bring on Scott Wright. You know, he's not Rangers class. We're the best one in the world to the kid. Um, you know, he's he's a, a shadow of a, of a Rangers player. So um, yeah. there's there's plenty of issues, you know. But, but you understand why he might go for Scott Wright because we've got a lot of injuries and we lack pace in the squad. So especially with Matondo, who, who do you have? You've got Matondo, Sima and Scott Wright probably. They've got any sort of pace. It's going to give anybody any sort of trouble. And in the modern game, pace is so important. So... You, you can understand looking at it as a new manager and going, I need pace in the squad or in the, in the starting 11. Who have we got that's fast? I need to go with that guy. It, it's understandable, but it's it's just a sign of how bad it is. You know, the squad's been yeah. built not only with players that haven't worked out or only quite good enough or whatever, it's also a squad that is slow. Is you know, is and it's not like you look at Dessels and you go, okay, he's slow, but he's physical, so we can tweak our game and play off him. He's not got that either. He gets no. pushed about and gives away a lot of stupid fouls. And, you know, because he gets he gets muscled out, he gets wrong side and then he does something daft and the defender goes down easy and wins a foul off him. How many times does that happen? Happens all the time. Yeah. Aberdeen just, just took the piss at him with doing that, that exact thing. So, you know, some of these boys, they just, they've got almost nothing that you can, you can make use of. The squad's poorly built with bad players and a bad style or lack thereof. So, it's going to take a few windows to to get rid of some of the deadwood. And to your point, how the hell are you going to do that? You know, like that's going to be a tough sell, man. As it really is, you know, and you know, he seems like he it does seem like he is the sort of guy who will, you know, sort of give the players. Obviously, he's got he's he's got to work with you know the tools he's been left with, unfortunately now, um, and he is trying obviously his best to get to get to. You know, to get the best out of them. When you look at the, you know, ten, you know, Saturday was a good, a good result, a comfortable victory, and then tonight was, tonight was hard. But you know, we did have a couple of players in there who who, who helped us out, such as the goalie. You know, they were sort of the defense was was a bit dogged, which we'll, we'll talk about. You know, a bit mm-hmm. later. But there seems to be they seem to be a bit more fight for each other, um, which I didn't see under Bill. Um, and that's just a short period of time that Clermont's been in, so it's a it's a definite improvement so far. Obviously, it's very very early days in it, but yeah, the Bill situation couldn't have lasted any longer, and I'm I'm glad that he's he's out. And then when you look at it, you realize you realize two things out the whole Bill situation was, um, he wasn't the right man for the job, and it was too big a job for such an inexperienced manager. But also, let the board have to take massive responsibility for. For giving then it's be an inexperienced manager basically the keys to the football side of the club that's just unreal you know it would never happen anywhere else the fact that we lost our director of football and it taken we still don't have a replacement for him you know it's just it's not acceptable I think and the board have to hold their head up and realise that it would be nice if they made a you know a sort of obviously they make a statement out when when they announce Clermont and stuff like that and Bisgrove did say that they are looking for a director of football but again since then it's been radio silence from them so uh, it's just frustrating I, man I think the other thing for me is if I'm if I'm Clement and he's he's coming in 
certainly a lot colder than we are. So, you know, he, he, he might come in with the attitude, and again, an understandable attitude of, he, he said it, clean slate. He didn't say it in that exact, he said it something weird because his English is his second language, but every player gets a clean slate. But yeah. what he really should be doing, and hopefully there's people running about are, are telling him this, there's guys in there, to your point about, oh, like they're playing for the jersey and there's a bit more fight, and there's a bit more passion. That should be the minimum every time you wear that shirt and take to the field. I don't care if you've been managed by a penguin. Do you know what I mean? It's irrelevant. If you can't meet those base standards and you're not willing to fight enough, you don't have that pride, that hunger or whatever. It's any one of 10,000 different wee things. If you've not got that, you're no good to us. And as far as I'm concerned, the other thing that it showed is some of those players there will get you the sack. Philip, yep. come on. They've got... They've got uh, Geo the sack. They've got Bill the sack. They've, you know, there's some of them I've seen many a manager. All right, Gerard left or whatever. But, you know, I mean, like these guys, these are guys that um, some of them are the new signings, aren't good enough. Some of the guys that have been there, they've been there too long. They're serial losers or whatever. They will get you the sack. So it showed that he also needs to clean house. Maybe it's going to take three or four windows, but we need a, a massive overhaul. And that includes leadership group. I say that loosely because I think we've lacked leadership. We've said that in this pod for years and years. Um, yep. That that needs gutted as well because if he, he comes in with that clean slate, naivety, and gives everybody a chance, it'll, it'll come back around because these guys do just chuck it. They do just, ah, oh, I've losing a few and it's getting a bit hard. I'll pull up injured or whatever. You know, we've, we've seen it for these guys time and again. They'll get in the sack. So I think um, the Bill range should show that even though they might do all right for the rest of the season, we still need to go and rebuild. We still need to go and get rid of some of these boys in the summer, even if they've been here for a long time and they're good servants. Say thank you, move on. We didn't do that with Alfie. We didn't do it with Kent. We lost, you know, 20, 30 million by not doing that. We could have got for those guys at their prime. We need to get a bit more ruthless and a bit better at that. And hopefully yeah. Clement can see that because you're right, the board, you're right, Bill. Yeah, all of that stuff is totally fair, but there's also a level you would expect of professionalism, of pride, of all those things from the players that we've not seen multiple times whenever the going gets a wee bit tough. So they need to go. Yeah, 100% agree with you, mate. I really do. Um, I so it'll be interested to see what he does. Obviously, he's got till now, you know, he's got to work with these, this, this squad until January and then you can see what he can, he can do then. And obviously, he is we have been struggling with injuries as well. There's still a number of boys who weren't part of the squad tonight who will, you know, who would be regulars on the team, even though if they mean maybe not starting, they will they would have been on the bench, you know. There was no roof tonight, there's no Lawrence for talking sakes. Um who else are we missing in there? We're missing obviously we're missing Bombers oh, injured, no Ridvan in there as well. Sterling, um Matondo you mentioned as well, Dill, you know, so there's a big Big number of players out there who we still haven't haven't seen yet. Um, who will hopefully. Aye, uh, and that was an interesting thing. Going back to the bill point, a lot of people, maybe I was included, out of you know just two plus two equals and, and getting it slightly wrong was like, oh, uh, the other injuries in, in the season. Geo was was here. It was, uh, you know, we lost Doctor Weller and preseason obviously wasn't enough, and people are not fit enough, and and then they're getting these these injuries. You know, Bill's going to come in. Bill will get them fat. Bill will work them hard. The hardest pre seasons, just like under Gerard and all that stuff. And here we are again, having another season ravaged with injuries. Which again, I think we have to say, certainly to to a degree, 
it's poor squad management, you know, like yeah. in the summer, you, me, every Rangers fan could you could go right at some point in the season, we're gonna be missing Ruth and uh, you know, and, and uh, Redvans no no doing well with injuries and you know, you, you could go through a, a list of people that you know are gonna get injured at some point and it, you'd look at it and you go, There's more players on that list than only on it. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Jack and all, all these guys. And yeah, here we are, short of players. Yep, exactly. Exactly, mate. So it's a even though it is signed a refreshing that we've got this new manager in, there is still a worrying trend in there with injuries and you know, the sort of players that that, that, that we rely on in the team who have got previous managers to sack. But like I said, we can Clement can only deal with the hand that he's got at the moment. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what he does. I think you can tell with some of the some of the players in there, there is guys in there who do have a, a future at the club as well. You know, Raskin sort of came on a wee bit. He's come on quite a bit, I think, in the last couple of games, looking more like the Raskin of last season. Um, and they're good to see Cantwell back in again um, as well. Butland just looks exceptional, I think. So uh, it's interesting. But let's have a chat about um, tonight, mate, about about the game. Eh? So um, I'll, I'll rhyme off the team and then we can sort of have a, have a chat about it and we can... We can go from there. Um, so the team was um, Butland in the goals, um, defend, sort of back three of Suter, Goldson and Davis with Cav um, on right wing back and Simmer on left wing back duties, which when you first seen it, you're like, oh man, because why is the guy who's a top goal scorer playing left wing back? But yeah. he put in a, I think he put in a sterling ship, but we'll talk about that later on. A sort of midfield of Lundstrom, Cantwell and Raskin, and then Lammers and Dessers sort of up front, um, you could say. And then a bench, which was a very, very young bench. of, And there we had McCrory, Kieran Wright, Jack, King, Scott Wright, Devine, Young McCausland, Robbie Fraser, Aaron Lyle, Darren McKinnon, Darren McKinnon, sorry, and Danilo on the bench as well. So, yeah, looking at it, Keith, when I first seen it, I thought he was playing um, Davis, left-back, and then when you seen the way the team lined up, yeah, well, obviously, I, I, I saw. I sorry, I seen his um interview um before the game on on Twitter or X, whatever it's called now. Um, I seen his his interview before the game, and he said obviously don't have a registered left back, and Ben Davis isn't a natural left back, so we'll be playing three at the back. And I was like, if you're playing three at the back, there's only one person in that team that's going to play left wing back, and that was Simmer. Um, and there. So first of all, Keith, what did you make of the what did you make of the team, and then what did you make of the um, the three-five-two formation. Um, I think the team. When you mention the bench, it, it tells you everything you need to know. He um, he had, I don't know, if you take away goalies, you know, we had like twelve senior players to pick from in the match day eighteen. So mm-hmm. you, you can you can you can be a safe bet. What ten or, or ten of them are going to start? I suppose the only the only question for me might have been would they have went with a a kind of solid Gerard-esque midfield of Lundstrom and Jack, potentially. Um, if no known fitness of some of these guys, um, you know, that was the only thing I was I was contemplating that might have been different. Apart from that, the start of my living was, as you would expect, because injuries, registrations, we had we had nothing else, really. I couldn't see yeah. too much of a chance in throwing Divine in at left back. Um, I, I think... Uh, He's done all right there in the past, um, but I think uh, there was rumours, I don't know if you've seen this, but I, I'd, I'd heard that um, obviously we played a behind-closed-doors game um, against that 
was an Icelandic team, I, th- I think, that's in yeah. Europa, uh, the, the conference. We played them and I think Devine got a bit of a run out and d- didn't impress from what I heard. So I think that was maybe a, an experiment. And then I think Clement maybe went, ah, actually, that's not, I'm not going to do that. So I wasn't really expecting that. That was the only other thing that you could potentially have, have done. Aye, it was. I, I when I predicted the back three, I think when I looked at it, it looked the way that the team sheet came out. It, it did have a four-three-three look to it. You know, it was like yeah. the back four. It was Tav, Goldson, Suter, and, and Davis. Uh, you know, and Seema was further up. He wasn't like next on the team sheet. They would suggest he was part of a a back five type thing, like yeah. he played. So when I looked at it, it, it read like a four-three-three, but. It kind of made sense, and we'll come on to talk about some of the performances. But I, for me, that was the team sheet that was I was I was expecting. What about you? Yeah, yeah, I think it was fairly fairly similar. Um, obviously, Danilo's coming back from injury, Aye. so they're sort of managing him. Although I did think he made a massive difference when he came on tonight, so maybe we'll see him starting on Sunday um, against Hearts. Um, but yeah, other than that, like you said, maybe bringing in you would maybe think bring in Jack for like a say a Lammers. And there to sort right. of, or you know, to sort of, you know, do a Gerard, you know, a sort of Gerard, uh, or GOS, you know, sort of drowning out the midfield with two defensive midfielders and Lundstrom and Jack. Aye. And there, but yeah, that was, that was interesting. I mean, I see many team lined up, and you see, you see Sim on the left, and you're like that. Okay, he's a he's a top goal scorer and a rich vein of form right now, but we need else to play there, no. really, um, other than, you know, throwing in. Like you said, throwing in a divine or Robbie Fraser to play there or young McCausland to play, even play wing back, but yeah, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have sat well to see one of them playing in there. So yeah, I guess in what he had what he had to go for, and that was the hand that he, that he played. But the first half, Keith, I thought that while we were <laughs> we were under the cosh big time, weren't we? Um, you know, they fairly peppered. They they did a lot of possession. And then they sort of peppered the goal with a couple of shots that Butler made a, two great saves, one after another, and then he made a couple of other saves. So it was a... I was really surprised, actually, when I seen, you know, after the first 20 minutes, I'd be like, I'd be amazed if we make it um, to to half-time at nothing each, and, and we did. But, yeah, they sort of... They came out all guns blazing, didn't they? And, you know, we sort of had to try our best to defend it. Uh, I thought the, <clears throat> the first half... I would say even the first hour... I thought they they kind of yeah. they kind of battled us. I mean, it, I think at half time it was like they they kept showing the start. I think it was ten shots to or one, and then by like fifty five minutes it was fifteen to one or something like that. You know, so yep. the second the second half they came out flying as well. I, I I thought that maybe for the first like two minutes or something I thought we looked alright actually. I thought oh, this, this might this might not be that bad, but then they, they quickly took over and as you say had us under the cosh. We had lots of problems, really poor performance like. Our ball retention was embarrassing. I think everybody at some point, Cantwell, Lammers, Dessers, Raskin, Lundstrom, Tab, everybody at some point, some of those names, multiple people were messing up simple five-yard passes and stuff like that. We just couldn't couldn't find a man. Um, and then the ball wasn't sticking, we couldn't get out, and it was kind of wave after wave. And you felt from about 20 minutes on, like, it's a matter of time here. Um, mm-hmm. But then the longer it goes, you start to... You start to go. Actually, it's one of the days where they, they could play for three days and never score. It's one of their games, and and I think they started to feel that the fans started to feel that, and the game started to change when a bit the mark. But I we didn't we didn't we didn't start particularly well. I, I don't think anybody we defended well, you know, in the sense that we were throwing bodies in, and there was a desire to defend. 
and Butlin, obviously, as you said, a couple of cracking saves. He kept, um, there was a couple where he was getting down to them and he was, I, I, he was obviously getting a very strong wrist to them and they were bouncing. It seemed to me kind of like funny angles. I don't know if he was conscious of, I don't want to try and put this, you know, they try and tell you like, put it out wide, you know, so yeah. only if you shoot across him, he's trying to punch it out for a, uh, push it for a shy. I don't know if he's on his eyeline, he's seen Sparta players or something like that and he was, he was fucking hitting it back at weird angles and stuff, but um, aye, good saves. He, uh, he he kept his in it for sure, man. If at halftime, we're 3-0 down, we couldn't have argued at all, let's be no. honest. So, yeah. um, I Butland uh, gets 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 uh, gets good marks. Um, Seema, I we'll, we'll come on to, we'll come on to some other players, but I, I agree, it was a bit raw pain. We were under the cosh. Yeah, the the you know the you know you make a good point saying that you know Butland made the saves, and then there was a lot of there was a lot of poor passing and a lot of poor defending, but there was that sort of last ditch tackling that they done quite Aye. a lot. You know they were throwing their Aye. bodies in front of the ball. You know, which is which is a sort of sense of, you know, I would like I said earlier on, it's a sort of sense of togetherness, isn't it? Like this team's mm-hmm. fighting for each other. Whereas I don't know if it was under the previous management, would they be doing that as much? You know, sort of diving in front of the balls and stuff like that. Um, God knows what team we would have played tonight if Bill was in charge, man. Me and you uh, might have got a game. Um, but, <laughs> that's but, it. I think it's an interesting point you make. Like the the the, the poor play the. You know, like, and some of that is defensive, you know, like the getting sucked under the ball for some of the heaters or get, you know, or putting, getting a, a terrible touch on it, no tracking runners, all of that stuff that we've seen all season and and beyond. Uh, we're still there tonight, especially in that first half slash first hour for me. There was, it was poor defending as well, but at that last ditch, there was somebody covering, there was somebody throwing their body in the line, there was somebody, you know, like you say, that togetherness, that one to bail your pal out of trouble. Whereas before it was like, you know, Nobody was, everybody was forgetting to track their runners. Nobody was covering for each other. And we were, you know, we were we were conceding very, very weak goals. There was times where we were very weak and they got through as far too easy. But as you say, either Butland comes up with a good save or somebody, somebody's, you know, in, in the back trying to cover and getting a last ditch in, which it's not ideal, but in a way it is still good defending. Yeah. Yeah. So let, let's sort of have a chat about some of the some of the players then. Let's, first of all, let's talk about, you know, uh, Simmer, who, like I say, playing out of position. We've obviously mentioned that already. Um, I thought he put in a shift, even though he was, you could tell he wasn't, he wasn't as comfortable being that far back, but I thought the big man put in a shift. I really did. And, you know, sort of every passing game that we see, I think fans are beginning, fans obviously like him for his goal scoring exploits, but just the sort of fight that he sort of gives the team as well, I think he's really turning into a bit of a fan favourite. Um, and I thought he had a you know another sort of game. You could tell he got frustrated with the free kick and he you know punched the ball, which led to a booking from the ref. Who I thought had an absolute another horror show. These referees. Um, it seems like every game I watch now, Keith, regardless what level it is, the referee always has to be centre attention. But let's know. Let, let's sort of talk about um, Big Simmer first of all. What did you make his performance? I I thought I thought he did. Really well. It, it probably, in terms of like positional and and the hard yards and 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 I guess getting into some positions, this might come across a wee bit harsh, but I thought he probably looked more defensively solid than Tav. Maybe Tav does because Tav is a defender. He was actually doing stuff that I was just forgetting and and you know and being a bit harsh on Tav there. But I thought 
big seamer, man. He, got, he covered for Davis a few times. He's in at the back post. There was one, I think he was the deepest guy, and he, he gets a block in and it goes out for a corner. If he's not there, we are absolutely screwed. And he's like, as I say, he's the deepest player. Maybe he's used his pace to ca- catch up, but he could easily have been 50 yards further up because his uh, intention, his, his instincts are to attack, and then he's too far out of position that he can't, he can't recover. So I, I don't know. I thought I thought he did really well. As you say, yeah. he got a bit frustrated, and sometimes he was trying to break break out, and he's he was starting so deep that you know he, he's gone by two, and then he couldn't get by the third guy. And I, I mean, it's understandable. Also, he used to play for the other half, you know, in a derby. So he's obviously going out there with a point, and and the fans are booing him every time, and he's wanting to prove it, and he's wanting to score. And I, the ref had a shocker, man. He gave away just uh, they were just gone down, squealing and rolling about. And the ref was just getting free kicks every time, even though yeah. half the time nothing happened, or the Rangers player just wins the ball and goes close to one of their players and it was stopping attacks. So the ref was frustrating me, you, Dessers, Lammers, everybody, right? You know, good players or not. So um I, that, that was understandable. But I thought the big man did really well. Yeah. He did so well defensively, maybe to the point where he didn't offer as much offensively, but I think given the nature of the game for the most part. That was the job he needed to do, and he did it for the team. So love that. Yeah, definitely put in a shift tonight um, as well. I, I really think he, I really think he did. He was again. I think, like I said, I think he's definitely turned into a fans' favourite. Um, just for where he is. However, I do prefer him a bit further up the park. I'm not going to lie, but you are, you're Aye. right about his defensive exploit. You know, he sort of, you know, he 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 done well tracking back, and considering that probably the first time he's ever asked to be play played as a wing back, um, I thought he done well. Um, and you think about the positions he's played for us. I mean, Bill before, you know, before played him as like left wing, right wing, centre forward, and then he's he's playing, you know, left wing back, and yeah. uh, he, he must have been like, ah, get on here. But now nah, fair fair play to him. Um, aye, aye, definitely. And then you see you see that, and then you see the other end of it is uh, Dessers, who sort of came should have been coming onto the pitch if it a bit of a high after he's. After his goal against Tibbs, but I thought he was he was back to Dessers of a couple of weeks ago. You know, sort of clumsy. I mean, he didn't he, he didn't get first fair play. He didn't get a lot of service in the first half at all, did he? And then nah, even he like you say, the last like, yeah, you know, sixty. You know, like you said, this first sixty minutes there was a, you know, they were the better team, so he wasn't getting a lot of service. But when he did get the service, it felt like at times there was a couple of balls through to him. Um, you know, he was running through, and if he just sort of, you know, put the toe out, maybe would have got there. You know, a couple of times where it was coming through, and the goalie snatched it, but he was just always seemed that be bit, you know, that sort of half a half a yard off the pace, that stuff as well. And I thought it was really, I thought he had a really frustrating night. Um, it just doesn't, you know, you see something that he does, you know, scoring that goal against Tibbs, and then. Performance like tonight, fair enough. Like I said, he was a bit struggling for service, but he didn't really help himself, did he? Um, I don't, I, I don't think his performance. And then when you see like Danilo coming on, and you know, you know, I sort, sort of felt like the squad, that the team sort of changed by having this confident, you know, this sort of confident striker who knows what he's doing, you know, running off, running off the defenders, you know, having that wee bit of urgency about the game as well, and you know, having a goal more importantly, having a shot. I don't think. Dessers, I don't think any time he was there, he was he seemed the ball get caught between his feet and he couldn't, you know, he couldn't do anything with it. So that showed you a difference when when Danilo came on, and I think it went from like you like you mentioned the start is I think we had 
10 or 11 shots after he went off. And I don't know if that's just a coincidence or is it just, you know, the, the team was a bit more confident having Danilo playing rather than him? I think, we'll come back to that. I think there's, I think there's multiple points to, multiple factors to that point. I think Andesos himself, I think that, that this is who he is. You know, I, I, I don't see him being an effective one man up top for us. He, he, he just isn't fast enough or physical enough or whatever. You know, Daniel's smaller, but he's faster. Alfie was probably not any faster, but he was he was stronger and bulkier and he could hold people off and he could do stuff that way. There's, there's, there's different ways and means to be effective. And for what we've seen as a lone striker, he is not effective. He's not fast enough to run the channels and, and cause teams problems or get in behind or whatever, which we try to use him and... He never gets there. Even if you get a brilliant ball and he does get by the defender that he doesn't get to it before it gets to the goalie or or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like we've, we've got enough evidence now of him in a Rangers top to say it doesn't look like he's that guy. It doesn't look like he's a, 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 a focal point in the attack. He doesn't get his body in, in a way enough to win enough free kicks. He doesn't hold the ball in and, and, and bring others into play. He doesn't you know, he, he doesn't. He can't run the channels and hold it up that way. He can't. He can't do any of it. Quite truthfully, um, I think it's just who he is. He's he tries hard. He's a busy idiot. He's a busy fool for me up there, just running about. And you're right to say it. To be fair to the guy, the service wasn't great. I thought Lammers will come on. He looked like an absolute passenger. Just lost no idea yep. where to be in that first half. And he, there was a few times where I, I did feel for this was because he's running in. He's pressing the first centre half. Centre half keys at the goalie. He's pressing that guy, and then he turns in, and they've got the goalie in a back three. And it's just him. And he's like, where is everybody? He's trying to drag them up. He's trying to get help. It's him v four of them. I don't care if you're Messi or Ronaldo. You're not pressing four people. You know what I mean? Four v one. They're going to pass it in you like you're a cone. There's nothing yep. you can do. Um, with the wood for a football pitch. You're easy to beat. So easy to beat. Me, you and two of your pals could, could do it against Messi or Ronaldo. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't you don't need to be good. Um, so, it's just, he had no hope at times, but... I think this is just two years, man. I, I genuinely don't think that there's anything there. Unless all of a sudden he just gets that pace and strength and fitness back. Maybe still 80% fit or something. We don't know. But from what we've seen so far in the Rangers jersey, I, I think this is all he's ever going to be. And at best, he might work in a two. But we've not seen that either. No, no um, definitely not. On, on the second part, I, I think... I think, uh, yeah, Danilo coming on, who's just sharper and who the defenders right away, you know, you see his first touch, you see a wee bit of pace, you see something, you're like, right, crap, we need to be switched on here. Whereas to the rest of the game, they've probably realised in the first five, ten minutes, this Dessers guy's not going to give that many problems. And then they've got something different and they're, you know, I mean, so that makes a difference. I think for me, the biggest change in the game was their subs, if I'm honest. I thought that they took off the boys that were bossing the game and causing us problems. And when they took off the 20 in the middle of the park, the 14 that was left wing, right wing, causing us problems, taking long throws, causing us all sorts of issues, the 10 pop, popping in the pockets and getting on the turn and finding passes, all of a sudden they took those boys off. And then how many times after that does Raskin get the ball in turn and he's got like 40 yards in front of him and he just keeps going and then we're in and then we're making passes and we're getting shots away and, and that sort of stuff. I, I kind of, without being too harsh on Dessers, I felt their subs helped us and changed the game more than anything we did. But definitely having Danilo on would have been a factor because he is a wee bit different and he did get more joy out of the same centre-halves that, that Dessers did. Okay, they're tiring and he is a bit nippier, so, you know, you've got you've got that to, 
you know, we don't want to say Danilo all of a sudden is a world beater, but um, I think there was a couple of factors in the in the, the last half hour and why we, we got more joy and more shots off. Yeah, yeah, make a good point there, mate, about that actually, the substitutions, um, making a, making, their substitutions making a difference to improve us, which was, which is interesting. And then you, you mentioned, you know, the other guy who's been subject to a lot of deserved criticism as well as Dessers as Lammers, who again, I thought he looked like a, you know, a man missing, and then he, he has that great shot again. But it's the same as the same as the Hibs game. He should have scored and he hit the bar. He hit the post. Should have scored with that. Shutters. You know, had a great Aye. shot. He had a great shot there, and he, you know, he, slot, he could have slotted that away and didn't. Again, that's that seems to be a bit of a recurring theme with him that he seems to, you know, every once a game he gets in this position where he should score and doesn't. Um, so it's Celtic frustrating... is in the goalie and misses like he's yep. just he's he's just Mr. Sittles isn't he really yep. that, remember Alfie had that thing for a while where he couldn't score against Celtic um, yep. he would miss bad ones Lammers does that almost every game as you're saying every game yep right. yep. so it's a massive massive concern and one of the one of one of my my, my mates said to us that you know did we you know we obviously picked the wrong the wrong man because it was a was it a choice between him and that boy Palmer who ended up going to Celtic who who seems to be scoring all the time now for them? So it's a, you know, he's just. I think it's, it's just another. I think this is going to be another sign in the same as Dessers. That isn't. I know it is early days for the two of them, but I don't think it's going to work for either of them at Rangers. Um, I really don't. Unless I hope I'm wrong, but um, it doesn't seem like it's it's going to work with them. But I thought his his performance today was 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 a lammers that we've seen most of the season where it's. The ball gets caught between his legs, and then he's trying to make these. The next, the next pass he makes is almost like a tackle pass, you know that way because he's got the ball caught or doesn't he, doesn't he pass the right way. It just seems to be incredibly frustrating, um, as well. So I think he's a he's another one that's a major concern. The more that he ends up playing, but like we mentioned previously, he needs to play because we don't have anybody else in it. Uh, it he he frustrates me no end. I, I, I would. If somebody says to me you can have Lammers or Dessers in the team on Saturday or Sunday, sorry, against Hearts, I'm picking Dessers every time. Like Lammers just really, really rips man knitting. But and this is the thing, there is a but with Lammers is like you said, the night could have been very, very different. He does an absolute world of a pass for Raskin, who takes a touch when he should hit it. Like I don't know if you remember it, but he that Raskin's on a sort of diag run. And it, uh, Lammers is he's maybe about 25 yards out and he just pings one over the defence. It drops lovely about 10 yards out or something. And all right, Raskin's got a man on him. But if he takes it first time, he can get a shot away. He tries to take a touch and then he runs out of space and has to turn back. That's yeah. a brilliant ball. That could have been an assist. He should score. He's a ball here away for having a goal and an assist and a, a winning performance away for Europe. And you're going, that guy was brilliant tonight. But th- that's what he... that 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 is definitely who he is. He's... He's a flash. He's going to have a flash here or there. He's the type of guy that he could play the best 90 minutes he's ever played and he's probably going to do 97 shite things and three good things. That That is who Lammers is. If those good things could turn into assists and goals, then you might have a player, but he's always going to be a luxury player who's going to have a flash moment that's going to be genius, but he's going to have a lot of no working hard enough, no knowing where to be, shite passes, dodgy touches, He's. I don't. I don't think he's ever going to be anything different than that. And maybe that's yeah. in modern football. A lot of coaches don't like that. You know, you need to at least 
be doing these five things. Everybody needs to be an athlete and running hard and pressing. Think about like your your peps at cities, and I know I know we're not at that level, but that is doesn't matter these days. That's that's the that's the modern European way of football. Into everybody's coached to within an inch of your life, and this is a job. You need to be in this position. You need to be doing this job. You need to be pressing this guy at this trigger point, and all, all that stuff is 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 modern European coaching. I think he's a bit of an old-fashioned '90s number ten that you know we, we don't really they're not that useful anymore, as yeah. is shown by the fact that he's not getting any numbers when he's maybe not far away. But I just kind of be doing with that man if he's if he does it in the moment, it's fair enough. But when you're not, you're utterly useless, and we kind of be doing it. We kind of be carrying that. Yeah, definitely, I agree, mate. Um, I feel like he's just I like you said there is. There is a player in there, but it's just not consistent enough, is it? Um, the way that he is. So no. it's aye, it's incredibly, incredibly frustrating, man. But like you said, towards the towards the end, just in general, towards the end of the game, you know, it looked like we were you know, we were sort of playing football and you guess that's a mixture of them pretty much attacking for sixty minutes and they'll get anywhere. So there'll be a level of frustration for them, levels of tiredness from them obviously as well. The players who were being effective, being substituted in us, maybe bringing on you know, the right striker at the right time, you know, bringing on right. Danilo at the right time and they're tiring um, as well. It sort of, you know, it sort of worked out and we were getting there, you know, we were unlucky. Danilo hits the bar, a couple of shots at the goalie, you know, Tav's free kick that he got that was just, just that wee bit too far out. I think if he was closer to goal and he hit it like that, I think it might, he might have had a really good chance. Um, uh, it's a big goalie as well, which yeah. makes those ones harder when you're a wee bit further out when the boy's I've, massive. I mean, the goalie looked like you know, you. I mean, Tav's free kick was all right. It wasn't right in a postage stamp, but even if it was, it looked like a guy could have heeded that away, man. He was massive. Yeah, yeah. He looked. I, I was pretty impressed with our goalie tonight because he was, you know, he wasn't really troubled at all. But when he was, he came in and he, you know, he made a couple of good saves, which is what you want in a goalie. Um, right. I thought I was quite impressed with him. Um, so I, it was, you know, probably a draw. Probably, you know, we have probably done them. Um, more than that, you get the draw, but I think it shows you, you know, the sort of, like I said, the sort of fighting mentality now that we're sort of seeing in this squad and get up the road with a with a point in a hostile environment with a, you know, half a team we know left back. Um, I think was a pretty was a pretty good result for us. I'd have took, I'd have took a draw at the start of the game, Keith, um, before we see the team line up and stuff like that. So you get it at full time. I was, I was quite happy with it. What about you? What did you make of the overall about the... About the um, result. I, I I think I, I think they probably shaded it. I think yeah. you know if, if they'd if they'd nicked it one 0 we couldn't have argued. If we did, it, it would have been it'd have been a bit of a mugging for sure. I think even at a point you could argue we we've we've, we've got away with one definitely. They were the better team over the piece for me. Second half though, I, I did think we, we we were decent value. And you're absolutely right, you know, like you can see that they were a better team and, and they were and they created more chances because they did. But at the end of the day, f- football is about scoring and through a mixture of good defending, good good goalkeeping and maybe poor finishing for them, they didn't score. So, they, you know, like we, we were good value. Um, I think a draw wasn't super harsh. They, they did shade it. But between us finishing the last kind of 20 minutes, the better team and had a couple of chances as we're saying, you know, Lammers is shot and then Danilo good save, the goalie gets a wee, I think he gets a wee touch on it, onto the bar. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, you know, in a couple of other situations where Raskin should do a wee bit better, there was one where there was a ball over the top and Dessel's just being physically and mentally slow. 
he lets it bounce right in front of him and then the second bounce, the goalie's there and you're thinking, just take it, see if he just touches his toe, like you said earlier, and takes a touch on that first bounce, just anticipate, he's through on goal, why does yeah. he let it bounce? It absolutely baffled me, I was like, I can't believe he's let that bounce. So there's a few wee half chances with a bit better quality, we, you know, we could have done something. So there's, there's definitely encouragement there if you're, you're the new manager, you're looking for the positives, there are some there. Um, negatives, uh, I, I would say, you know, we need we need Bonner or, or Sterling to be fit in a couple of weeks because Ben Davis is not a left back. He looked super uncomfortable on the ball anytime he got in an attacking position. I mean, how many times he's in their final third probably and it comes to him and he just puts it for a shy as if he's as if he's defending, you know, he, he looks super uncomfortable. And yeah. then have him taking out swinging corners was nuts. Like a centre half <laughs> taking corners. Oh jeez, man. Although they are probably better on Tav's corner, to be honest, right enough, but that's neither here nor there. It's still not what you want to see, is it? No, no, it isn't. It isn't. So I like I say that was and then like we mentioned, it's a it's a it's a good point and up the road, um and sort of looking ahead now to, to Hearts on Sunday, um again, which is another another big game for us. And then we're playing Hearts obviously twice in twice in a week, got them in the semi final at Hamden the week after that as well, which we'll we'll have a chat about next week. But yeah, looking Aye. ahead to the Hearts game. You know, you'll probably see a couple of changes in there. I would like to see, obviously, we'll see um, Ridvan come in at left-back, which is well-needed, um, and probably go back to the four at the back. I would like to see Danilo playing um, and Dessers to get back on the bench as well. And I'd probably like to see Lammers no, no, play, no starting again either. Um, if they're going to do something like that, I'd rather see somebody like a young McCausland um, playing who's looking... Who was looking good? If if long, I wonder if um if Lovelace wasn't injured, you just wonder if the new manager would have gave him a go against some of these in the the Hibs game and maybe next week. But um, aye, it's unfortunate. But I would like to probably see that in there as well. And it's interesting. Um, can't wait to see him tonight. You know, he got a silly booking early on in the game, and I think that sort of stifled him a wee bit. But he looked like he was he was really trying, and he seems like he's back to, you know. He's he's getting back to the way he was last season. I just think he's at the moment he's running a bit like a bit like a headless chicken sometimes, um, which he just needs to try and calm down with the ball. But there was times like like tonight where he was running and trying to look for space, but there was no one helping him. We always had to sort of cut back. Always felt like him pass it back the way rather than try to get it try to get it forward. But I think he sort of gets stronger every game. So I'd like to see him and Raskin obviously start again in there and. You know, maybe just a couple of changes just for freshness. But we do have a week now. Obviously, we're playing Sunday. Then we've got a week until till the next game, which is good to get the boys on the on the training pitch. I I think um, same as you. Like you can't well play for a wee while against Tibbs. I can't remember exactly what he got on twenty minutes, maybe something like that. Um, and then he gets the hour. I, I think that looked to me like one of those subs that. Kind of no matter what we were we were going to take him off in about the other mark, um, you know, because he's just building up his fitness. So, but like you say, it spells he he looked he looked decent on the ball. He also looked a bit sloppy. I thought the midfield in general the night weren't good enough for the first yeah. half hour, uh, first half that slash the first hour. Just not tracking runners, not not looking after the ball, all of that stuff. Um, the sooner we can get lunch at the team for me, the, the better. If I'm if I'm being totally yeah. honest. Um, so, uh, you know, I keep I keep calling for it. It's probably not going to happen, but I, I would I'd begin Bailey Rice a, a bash, um, probably against Hearts. Maybe he'll feel that 
it's too much a gamble. They're you know one of the better teams in the league, and we can't afford to drop any points, etc., etc. But I would be taking the gamble. But like you, I a couple of changes, but like a proper left back in. Um, I think he said that Bonner it might might be there or thereabouts come the come the weekend. So hopefully he's at least back for the next Sparta game anyway. Um, because we will need them, but I proper left back in a change for up top. Definitely get Danilo starting. Ideally, get Lammers at the team as well. And I wouldn't mind seeing a wee change in the midfield, but yeah. probably don't expect to. Even if it's oh, Jack's not any better, right enough, but maybe Jack for Lundstrom just to mix it up a wee bit. Oh, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, just a wee something in there, and then hopefully we could get a wee, a wee update on the injuries as well. When are we expecting some of these boys back? Because Ruth was on the bench on Saturday. He's nowhere to be seen tonight. Aye. He wasn't even on the bench tonight again. That's another concern. I mean, you just, you're just like these boys that we keep signing are just made of biscuits. Lawrence has been here for two years now, two seasons, coming up, two, two and a half seasons, and we've seen him for maybe 10, 10, 15 games in total. If that, during that time, it's just no, it's just no good enough, is it? We need to get these boys back and playing football. Um, and just to help oh, yeah. the just to help the squad more than anything, you know, have a bit of rotation and get them get them back in. It's just really frustrating, mate. It's an interesting one because, like you say, come. I, I mean, for me, like Riff's at a contract, Lundstrom's at a contract. Guys are on; they'll be on good money. They'll be two of the highest earners at the club. Uh, yep, that's easy in the summer. See you later. Like, yep. no, thank you. Bonner's a Bonner's get, another one that's at a contract. Aye, yep. Bonner, I would see if you could even get your money back, sell him in January, see if you get a million quid for him in January or something, paid like one and a half or whatever it was, see if you get your money yeah. back in January. See you later, mate. Jog on. Yep. Thanks for thanks for, for some good service. Um, you know, there's I think there's there's stuff there. Worst case scenario, no no extensions. Uh, Ryan Jack, no extensions, see you later. No. Um, you know, like we've got to start to do some of that stuff. The challenge is homegrown players into it you know like yeah. that, that, we're already facing that problem that's why Ryan Jack's still here probably so there's why Scott Wright has probably came in quite handy because we've, you know we've got we've not got enough so there's there's problems for sure but that, that's a that's a different problem it doesn't mean you stick with Dross so uh, I think exactly. Exactly. We, we need there's... to get away from these boys with a line on, on the up to physically yeah. or whatever yeah there's a lot of boys in there that probably should be away but I would also say the other side that you've got Two boys out, a couple of boys out in loan who seem to be doing well for themselves, such as Lowry, who seems to be doing. He started well at Hearts, fell away, and then started doing well. So he's coming in and out. But this is his probably his first proper full season being a professional footballer, being involved in the match day squad every week. Um, so you're going to expect that with with a sort of flamboyant player like him, he's going to have good Aye. days and bad days. But this is this is why he's out in loan at Hearts to to do that and then hopefully we'll come back next season a, a better and stronger player and then we've also got Hadji out there as well I would, I'm I'm hoping I'm really hoping that he comes back next season because he looked he looked hungry he looked you know he looked fit um, at the start of the season and then obviously he didn't get a sniff in under Bill Bill was sort of wanting to play Dill and, and Stadium and stuff like that but Hadji would have been in that my midfield every day of the week, and it would be certainly more useful than you know Lammers in there and you know players like that. You know I, he I, shows I, the fight and determination. I I really I'm a massive fan of Yanis Hadji, and I would love to see him back at Rangers. I, I, 
I'd bring him back in January if, if yeah, me too, I, I wouldn't be Lowry. I think to your point, yeah, keep him out. Yeah, he's better where he is. He's in the because the thing is, you bring him back, you probably got, you, you bring him back, you get a look at him, and then you go, ah, he's probably not ready. It's too late. You know what I mean? Like you could try and loan him out somewhere else, but I think he's at the best place for himself at Hearts. Um, I, I, I have no, I, no, no qualms with that. I would bring Hadji back. I, I remember, like I've heard a few people saying, oh, Lammers is. He's, he's not any worse than Hadji or whatever and you're like you're smoking crack anybody that says that I've heard that before recently and I'm thinking Hadji's numbers man alright Hadji I, I, is that is the player that maybe is is going to do it in flashes you know from in terms of big big moments but to your point he's always trying he's never shy of getting on the ball he's you know he, he's much more effective in a game much more impactful and much more of an asset than Sam Lammers if you had Hadji in the team Lammers wouldn't be starting. I don't care who the manager is. He'd be after nut uh, yeah. to be to be picking Lammers ahead of Hadji. So for me, bring Hadji back. I, I know people might be like, but once Lawrence is fit and once play the game, right? To your, what did you say there? How, how many games has he played? You know what I mean? His Rangers yeah. career is about as good as us. Do you know what I mean? So I, I think um, I, we kind of rely on these boys. If Hadji's fit, he's doing all right. We've got that clause. Personally, I'd be bringing him back. I don't know if Clement will again. We have, we have, we've got baggage and we're invested there that he hasn't. But I absolutely would be bringing him back and making use of him because I think he would be he would be a step in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. And any of the arguments you know that people are saying about you know Lawrence and stuff like that, Hadji's a much better player than Lawrence. You know, Hadji's proved the numbers at Rangers as well. Look at the season we won the league. The number of assists he got was frightening, and then he got that injury. You know, he's. He's done it. He's he's done it for us. And like you said, sometimes he's a bit hot and cold. But that a lot of the time he was playing on the right wing. Whereas Aye. if you play him in that sort of Lammers, you know, position that he's playing, he eat it up in there. Granted, he isn't the fastest. Neither is Lammers, but he offers something a bit different. He's two footed. He Aye. looks up. He's comfortable with the ball at the feet. Lammers look like he's wearing wearing a pair of slippers than with a ball at his feet. You know, he just offers something that bit different. And he likes. He loves the club. The fans like him. You know, for me, it's no. I, I would bring him back in January in a heartbeat. I'd never let Aye. go. Um, I mentioned that before when we when we were talking about you know ins and outs. I thought it was a massive mistake by Bill yep. there. Um, but I would have, I'd have him back with Lowry, like you said. We've got. I would keep him where he is definitely. Is um, where he is. I think that's where he's going to get his best education, playing every week. And there's no guarantee that if he did come back in January, he would play every week for us. So keep him out there for the season. He'll get stronger, know the know the league, you know, playing playing every week. If he's not playing, he's on the bench. You know, he's part of the squad every week. So that's a massive learning curve for him. So yeah, keep Aye. him out there. And then like you mentioned about some of the boys in the go. Um as you know, we did we did mention it was a big massive overhaul um last season. It's going to be a bigger one this season to get rid of, you know, the zero losers that we've got in the team plus some of the mess that Bill's made. Well, that's it. I, you're kind of you're 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 doing. So Bill went out and and you know over the course of January and and the summer he's almost replaced the midfield and the forward the attacking areas and you're going right and I got a new goalie as well. Great. Uh, that that leaves us. You know this year would be all about fixing the defence and the remnants of the midfield. You know we need a fresh six in there because uh, Lundstrom's not the answer. Jack's not the answer. Davis. Might get a testimonial, or you know, he's going to get he's going to get a ceremonial game or two, but he's probably not, not going to be the long term answer for Rangers either, um, for different reasons. But yeah, you know, so you're 
that that was the work that we knew was going to need done. But the fact is that you know a lot of the attackers that we have signed are not working out, and there's going to be they're going to need to undo all that mess and still your defence and your defensive midfielders and that need fixed. And the only attacker we've signed that is any good is unknown. And he's yep. probably Brighton are going to go, ah, yeah, yeah, you want him? Cool, 10 million. And we're going to be like, ah, you're all right, mate, we're not paying that. Um, yeah. Because that's too much. So, you know, especially if he keeps playing well, you're almost like, mate, can you have a couple of shite weeks and then we'll go and approach Brighton and try and scare up a deal for 5 million and then you can get good again. That You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's that sort of territory you're in because if he has a good year, they're going to, you know, I know he's, I think he's got one, one or a year, a year and a half left on his contract or something down there. He's not got a lot of time, but an EPL money, you know, like 10, 12, yep. 15 million is nothing. But to us, that's everything. So yep. we wouldn't be able to afford them, I don't imagine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I don't think we'd be able to afford them um, unless he sort of came back and loan again and then we, Aye. you know, got him at the end of the season. I guess, or him or something. Aye. Yeah. But yeah, he would but need to really that. want that, I think. Otherwise, yeah. he'll... Because the thing is... It, even if he goes back to Brighton and they don't want to keep him, they'll sell him. They'll sell him to Ajax or ten million or something like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Someday, someday will take him in Belgium or or you know someday that's got more money than others. Yeah, yeah. So it's a so again looking ahead to you know, like, like you said, we're sort of. I think we've got away with a point tonight. You know, we're sort of done well at that. Another, you know, and guess another step in the right direction. You know, a victory in in the league. I draw in Europe and then now we've got the next two home games at Europe. If we win them, we're pretty much through. Ah, we need the, to win them, don't we? If we're going to get yeah. through the group. Yeah. So we win them, we're pretty much through the group and then we've got two two games against Hearts, one in the league, one in the cup, which will be which will be good games. You know, going to I'd like to say I'm delighted to be going to Hamden again, but I'll be lying because I think nobody likes going to Hamden. Um no. it's just a horrible place to get to. Stadium's crap as well. So um, aye, but we've got we've got a semi final to look forward to, um, and there as well, and a chance, a real chance of silverware um, to aye. look forward to. So there is there is positives in there. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just about, and I think we've got I think we've got a really good, strong manager in there who knows what he wants, and knows what he wants out of these players, and he's sort of trying to deliver it for us. So I think that's all you can ask for, isn't it? So far with them, you know, in terms of what what Clement has delivered so far is, you know, it's it's positives compared to what we had before. I definitely, and I think, um, like you say, some opportunities coming up. We've, we're in a, a decent spot in the group. Two home games against certainly, you know, the, the lower seeded team of the teams. So you go and win those. I'd, I'd imagine we'll be qualified, and the, the game against Betis will be to see who wins it slash a dead rubber. So um, good, good spot there. League Cup, good spot. I think a fancy to beat Hearts in the league, definitely. I think, you know, that, that style of game will suit us. League Cup semi-final at Hamden is a bit of a different ball game. Anything can happen. I think that'll be a that'll be a different challenge. But I certainly fancy us on, on Sunday. I would like to think that we've got enough about us with a new manager. We'll, you know, a bit more back to the normal shape, back to normal business against the Hearts side, which... Let's be honest, only in the best of form, the best of moments. So I, I do think that I feel pretty confident about the league. League Cup, it's a League Cup semi-final at Hamden. We could be playing Forfa and you'd still be a wee bit worried. Do you know what I mean? Like You just don't know what can happen with these games sometimes, especially a recent record at Hamden. Uh, I get the fear, man. Yeah, yeah. But, as, I mean, 
like, like you mentioned, I the only hearts on the only best run. A lot of the fans are no happy with that wee turncoat who I refuse <laughs> to say his name. That's so much I hate him. Um, <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're no happy with him, which is, which is you know funny. And obviously, aye, and then obviously they get scalped off a Celtic last week, and now they've got they've got us. So it's going to be a it's going to be a hard game for them as well, like you said, Conscious, But Cup maybe finals. we get him sacked, mate, if we go and spank him twice in a week. Exactly, that would be fucking sweet, wouldn't it? Um, and then you've got, you know, like you said about the cup final, the uh, cup semi final. Sorry, that's a one off game. That's that's anybody's in there as well. So we just Aye. need to again put it as I always say. We just need to leave everything out in the park and just go for it. So it's a big again. Games are coming fucking fast, but it'll be good to have that sort of week off in between the the two Hearts games for Clermont to sort of you know, work a bit more in the training pitch and also hopefully get some of these boys back fit as well. Aye. So That's the main aye. thing, isn't it? Is getting get yeah. some bodies back will make a make a massive difference because, you know, we're, we're struggling. Yeah, definitely, mate. Definitely. So that's, that's us come, just coming up to our marquee, so that's probably a good place to a good place to end it. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Me and Keith will be back again next week to sort of discuss the discuss the Hearts League game and then look ahead to the, to the, to the semi-final. Um, so until then, Keith, as always, thank you very much, mate. Always good to talk to you. Um, right. And I'll see you on Sunday. And everybody, have a good weekend and come on the jails. Aye, cheers, mate. Thanks for listening, everybody. Come on the jails.